Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, Allison. Hi. I sounded very... Scary? Yes. I about know. what I was experiencing last night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, hi. Thank you for listening. Um, this is Mason, obviously. Well, not obviously. I don't know if you ever heard my fucking voice. <laughs> We're not going to be safe for work, just letting you know. Um, I'm Mason. Who are you? I'm Allison. Allison? Yeah. And where are we? Well, I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, studio of some sort. Oh, I'm yeah. assuming it's a place that we both work in. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is going to be our first episode. Uh, we're going to talk about... What are we talking about today, Allison? It is... Uh, I'm going to say this pe- horribly, but people, I am sorry. It is horror books. Okay, yeah, that's because, one way to say yeah, that. Yeah, because if you don't add all the extra R's, it uh, comes out as a different word. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Very much so. Yeah, basically, um, and we'll have a trailer for this too, but um, we want to just kind of, we love reading. I love reading, but we also love scary books. Correction. You love reading. I just read the books that you tell me to read. (laughs) She she had a very different answer before we started this, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) We love scary books. Obviously, we love, I love The King, Stephen King. Also going to check out, you know, I want to introduce Allison to a bunch of crazy authors I like, particularly Grady Hendrix, Stephen Graham Jones, you know, then some classics, Mary Shelley, Shirley Jackson. There's just a lot of scary stuff out there. Also, Clive Barker. I'm going to make her read The Hellbound Heart at some point. It's going to be awesome. Can I just say, finding Mary Shelley stuff is the hardest thing. Yeah. uh, Anything other than freaking Frankenstein, which is stupid. I, no matter where I go, I've gone to Barnes & Noble and several bookshops I say that I've gone to Barnes and Noble in one bookshop. Yeah, <laughs> but and still, I can't find I mean, anything. Plus, you, I, I mean, I hate Amazon. So you know, you want to find it outside of Amazon, but sometimes you just got to. I know. Yeah. That's sucky. But anyway, enough of that. Today, on our first endeavor, we're going to be covering Stephen King's *The Mist*. And because Allison had never watched it, we're going to talk about the movie a little bit. But I don't want this to be another movie versus book podcast or we talk about adaptations. We're just purely just. Dude. I texted you the day I finished the book and the movie because I finished the book and immediately after watched the movie. And I texted you and I said, I'm going to fight somebody. Yeah, that is a it's one of the best. I mean, most people agree. Whether you like it or not, it is one of the most like shocking, best horror movie endings, even really movie endings, period, in the last twenty years. Because it's just it's just I, that good and fucked up, and I, I love it. it. I, I hate, hate it too. I hate but it, but I also so love much. it for like you know I gotta respect that they had the balls to do that. We'll get into that. Full yes. spoilers, by the way. So first, we're gonna talk uh, the novella first. Uh, originally published in nineteen eighty. Um, I forget. 
where um, what it was published under, but then it was added in 1985 to the collection Skeleton Crew, which is amazing. Read that if you can. It's got the jaunt in it. And then um, it's 160 pages. And this basic story is uh, after a storm, a man, David Drayton, and his son, Billy, go to the grocery store to get, you know, just get, you know, regular shit, you know, clean up. And then all of a sudden, this mist appears. And then... They get stuck in the supermarket. They get stuck in the supermarket, and there's something hiding and lurking in the mist. Really freaky stuff. Yes, Elseworld stuff. And then you gotta, and then you gotta go. You gotta deal with that. Do you stay? Do you go? Um, what first off? What did you think, Allison, of the novella? It's probably one of the most confusing things but also most understandable just because there's so much going on that you have like almost 500 things going on but then it all makes sense all at the same time and in only 160 pages yeah. mind you yeah exactly like i i read the first 22 pages and then in one day i basically read the other like the rest of the book mm-hmm. because i was like i want to kind of get this over with not in a bad way but then it's also like when i started actually reading into it and getting further in the book it was Mm -hmm. kind of hard to put down but it's confusing because there's so much little detail that you have to pay attention to exactly in the book and that's one thing that frustrated me in the movie yeah the movie is i think it's a good movie it does it is, um, you go, I'll let you explain. Yeah. It, like, it's so much little, it's the little details. Like, they got a lot of the major, like, timeline there. Yeah, it's basically, but, like, two days. Yeah. But I felt like the movie sped through the whole two days so fast. It compared does do that. And Compared to in the book, you can t- definitely feel... It, it, you feel it stretched out, like as if you were there with them, with the time mm-hmm. being stretched and yeah. When the time part when moving. they f- when when you realize that um, going through the thing with Norm dying, mm-hmm. the whole um, the whole tentacle segment, the argument with Norton, that's only like four hours. Yeah, it's just crazy. And then the and actually no, I think it's three hours. And they spend an hour setting up the seed and fertilizer in front of the store, and it's only like four o'clock. Like it's like wh- damn. Time that is that all that it was only four hours. Yeah. That that's hell. That's hell yeah. for me. Yeah. And I think I love, you know, typical keg. You know, you have the supernatural, this horrifying, these monsters outside. But then on the inside you have people panicking. We take away the power, take away, you know, any sense of structure, knowledge. Cause this is also this is set right in eighteen eighty. This is set in nineteen eighty. There's no cell phones. No, there's only radio. There's no like news there, all the time. There's absolutely nothing you have outside n- of basically radio and the occasional TV. Yeah, which they don't have in grocery stores at no. the time. And like, then or uh, you and then there's a payphone in this. Yeah, you were fortunate if you had a TV. Mm-hmm. That's this time period. Mm-hmm. And so you have no idea what's going outside. Exactly. As they're driving to the store, they can just tell they um. Uh, David messes with the radio. Was like, ah, I'm not getting anything. Yeah. Ah, maybe I'll get something later. And I love especially the build up 
because and I you know I knew it was happening, but I hadn't read it in so long. I forgot the how David feels this sense of like dread or like he bef- even as he's leaving, he just knows something bad is coming. Yeah, and what's interesting is that even in the book is that like before he even leaves the house, he's asked his wife two or three times, "Are you sure you're okay?" He just feels like I feel yeah. like she needs to come with me. Yeah, so she, so he's mentioned it before he's even left the house. Mm. So it's the, not even the mist that's throwing him no. off. He just feels this like yeah. energy. Like you ever go out somewhere and you just feel like nothing bad happens, but you just to you, you but you just feel you that know, something bad is yeah. happening somewhere right now. Yeah. I've experienced that a few times, yeah. and it's honestly hor- not necessarily horrifying. It's just eerie. I don't know yes. how to explain it. Like, if a sh- if a shooting happens somewhere, mm-hmm. you just f- you can just feels like something is not right somewhere. Yeah, it, and it's, I hate it. it's like you can tell that there's some kind of energy surge that's going through that something negative is happening. Something out in the world. Yeah, and so it's interesting because like, that's poor ha- stuff, man. Yeah, like, and that you know she. She's dead. She's yeah. dead. The a uh, freaking tree broke through the wind house. She's yeah. she's dead. And one thing that that's one thing that frustrated me. So as we go on in the movie, it mentions um the Arrowhead project which we'll get into later. Yeah. Um when they get to the actual store, they notice soldiers being there. There's two of them to be exact in the yeah, book. In the book it's two in the movie, the movie they add three, three with Sam Whitworth. And now that's another thing that aggravated me so much. You, you were, I'm guessing you were not a fan of them. If you want to get to it now, you're not a fan of them explaining what happened instead of them instead of David. Like, ah, oh, this is this is most likely what happened. But it's in one a of those, situation like this, you wouldn't we wouldn't figure it out. No, yeah. it's it's one of those things that it's very much implied in the book, and you get by circumstances that's what happened. But most in likely. the in the movie they have to well, they basically it. like go over and they don't even just ex- like explain it they like what they did they just like spilled it's it and full it's like expository yeah they way. don't there's nothing in the movie that spills it like gives implements like there is no there's no like foreshadowing to no. the Arrowhead project you just see soldiers the, lying around and the they only mention it like ta- once i think yeah the only time they mention it was in the car with Norton on the way to the grocery store. Yeah. Outside of that, it is never mentioned again. Until they kill Sam Whitworth, which yeah. is a really good scene. The movie is yeah. really good. That is horrifying. Just carrying him, stabbing him, and just throwing him outside. Yeah, that was that's, That messed me up as a kid. I was like, oh, you didn't just, do nothing. No, and that's what <laughs> frustrated me is because that's the, o- that, that's the only other time they mentioned it. Like, yeah. Whereas in the book, they mentioned it several times throughout the yeah, like, like everyone's day. probably figured out this, yeah. this has have to have something to do with it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what caused it. We have to deal with this now. Yeah. And then also one thing, I don't want to talk too much about the movie too much more, but um, one thing that irritated me about that part is how it made Car- Miss Carmody right, essentially. Because mm-hmm. she says, the creatures will not come bother us anymore. And most likely they didn't come bother them because there was this big, all the other animals were scared of the big monster outside. But it made her right. And then the ending also makes her right because they all died except him, though he definitely killed himself right after. Yeah. yeah. But it makes her right. <laughs> That's the one thing I don't like about it. No. I hate when the the bad person is right. But, you know. So, yeah, no. And that's, a, for me, what makes it so difficult is that 
they in the book it very much describes her as like this old like probably 60s 70s and yeah. in the movie she's a lot younger. she's marcia gay harden yeah who is great but it's just it doesn't portray the character and i don't think it justified that character the way they should have yeah but and i did like how i mean it's there in the movie but i do like in the story a little bit more how there's a steady build-up of her mm-hmm. getting her followers and i especially like how it's like in the movie it's basically pretty much everyone else other than our cast joined her but in the in the book it's very clear it's never fully clear on how many people are actually in the story but it's like i want to say 40 50 maybe yeah but she's only got about half of them she doesn't have everybody yeah and the people who are everyone else is either just kind of like just accepting their fate or freaking out or they're following her but not everyone's not total mob mentality which i like more maybe that's less realistic i think it's Mm -hmm. more realistic how not everyone would just fall for it not everyone's a sheep you know yeah and and I know that she, we're I, I know that we're kind of everywhere on this book, but yeah. the like a quick timeline would be David and Billy are at the house after the really b- big storm. Mm-hmm. They then go to into town with Norton, yeah. With Norton, their neighbor who they had this really bad dispute with p- yeah. the year prior, which I kind of like how they it's in a way that sets up his character as to why he would be so stubborn. Because, of course, th- we all have that one neighbor who's just an a-hole yeah. over, for no reason. For, yeah. So they go into town with their neighbor, Norton. And then after that, that's when uh, almost immediately after mm-hmm. all hell breaks loose, yeah. they close down the store. Because they, they, bar- they, yeah. all, they all just feel like we need to close the doors yeah. for some so reason. Yeah, so they close the doors, barricade themselves within the store. It's David... And three other guys. Jim, Myron, and Ollie. Mm-hmm. Ollie, who is my favorite character. Or is four, right? It's five. Yeah, five. Jim, five. Norman, uh, Myron, Ollie, David, and set poor Norm. Yeah. That poor and kid. At that, at that point, Norm goes out to try to turn on the generator. Unclog clear. the generator, uh, yeah. yeah. He dies. By a tentacle monster. Yeah. Which I, my, one, I, well, one thing I love is how you just... We only get a few animal descriptions or creature descriptions, but mm. you just know that there's like probably so many more others out there. Half of them you don't even see. Yeah. Especially the t- what the I think it's effective how you just know there's something big out there connected to tentacles, mm. and you just who knows what the hell it is. Is yeah. it just a giant squid? Probably not. It's probably like a who, and, griffin and, or something. Yeah, and know. there's no telling. They don't ever say anything. Like even the characters are like, I don't know what this is. And I don't want to know. Yeah. No. So. Norman dies. Then they're trying to figure out what do we do. At this point, Norton is like, "No, I'm out. I'm out. Y'all have fun." Taking five people. Yeah. You know, you ain't, you ain't. I ain't falling for any of this. This yes. is just a mist. Nothing bad is gonna happen. Dies yeah. immediately. So then, or he maybe he lived, but most likely he died. Yeah, we. It's assumed that he died. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then who is it? David mm-hmm. and a few people. It's kind of late at night. They decide to go to the pharmacy, which is, they say... No, the, um, first, um, the slugs start crawling on the walls, and the pterodactyl-like thing starts wiping right. them, which I did that's like right. how he figures out very quickly, wait, okay, they're not attacking the walls, they're attack- They're like just animals, they're just attacking their food. Then one gets through, kills a guy. Yeah. And then they go to the pharmacy. Yeah. Poor, uh, da- poor uh, Dan and Mike. Those guys got it bad. Yeah. 
So once they go to the pharmacy, they go there to attempt to get medicine for those that were injured during the bird animal attack within also the grocery store. Also, just to really just to see, you know, what's yeah. out there. Yeah. And so then that goes horribly. Two or three of them die. Spiders. Miss Miss yes. uh, Hilda, my favorite. One, my, another one of my favorites. Just old woman with a racket. Just that's not gonna do you much good. It's better than nothing. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's right. It's it is. It's better than nothing. It, it didn't I, work. I mean, no. Spiders that shoot acid webbing. That yeah, no. What do you what are you supposed to do against that? There's nothing you can do <laughs> unless you can shoot it. But even then, the acid will probably it's like alien. Yeah. The acid will just shoot in your face. Yeah. They go back, and they tell them basically what they saw, trying to figure some more stuff out. Putting more people in Carmody's camp because they just because yeah. she's all the whole time she's granting death, death. This is horrible. Yeah. This this is our this is our fault. Yeah. They don't lean too much in the religious aspect. No, or but in the story, but in the movie, they go full on. Yeah, with it. and during this whole time, like he's like you said that she's yeah. over there preaching this whole thing. And I love how he keeps referring to her as a witch. Yes. And it's like those, because I remember when I was in school, there's this one annoying-ass dude who would always just come and preach. I say preach. He's not really preaching. He's just fucking screaming at college kids about how we're all going to hell and, like, we need a, you know, the word of God and all that. And he, these these people, somehow, they do just have the strength and energy to do that for hours and hours on end. Yes, and that's... That's exactly in the what wrong they, setting is terrifying. Yes, and that's exactly what they say in the book is that they say that it feels like she has it's, not slept, has not stopped the whole time she's been talking about this. She's and that's getting how, strength from them. Yeah, and that's how she's essentially gaining followers is because she keeps talking about it and preaching about it, and mm-hmm. it's just like you're already scared. You're already vulnerable because mm-hmm. of what's going on and what you've experienced. You just want some way for yeah. this to end. And then yeah. this woman's like, well, what if we blood sacrifice, blood yeah. sacrifice. And after a while, I'm like, well, why won't it work? You don't yeah. know. You, you, you don't know. It could work. It, sh- it Maybe it would. They don't know. No, yeah, th- they don't know. And then we fast forward and then um, David. And Ollie and Amanda. Ollie, and, there's and a couple people try to break out. And There's then, about five of them that tried to attempt to get to David's car. Yeah. And about, f- what is it? It's David, Billy, and two other people. Amanda and um, not Hilda. Uh, Miss, uh, no, Hilda. Miss Hilda, because uh, the, yeah. the babysitter, she died, sadly, yeah. which really sucked. Like, melted yeah. her face. Jesus. So, those four make it to the car. Mm-hmm. And then they just drive. They drive off, and then the very end of the book is them. Well, and first they go to try to go to David's house, yes. but it's blocked off by trees. And he mm-hmm. listens. He just hears all manner of monstrosities yeah. in the yeah. woods. He knows either she, maybe she's boarded up, but most likely she's dead. Yeah, just sad. And uh, I think the worst part about that is that he'll never actually really know. No, it's like and he can just only speculate. Yeah, and that's. That's actually one thing I really enjoy about the ending of this book because it is literally left up to the reader's discretion as to yeah. what the ending of the book is. Yeah, did he actually hear that or was he just wishful thinking? Yeah. Are they, they going to try to go to Hartford? Can they even make it? If yeah. he, can he somehow miraculously get gas pumping? Maybe he could if he stuck right by the car Yeah. and just hyphened in really fast. Maybe yeah. he could. So... I mean, 
after leaving his house, he does. They end up in what, a hotel lobby. They find a hotel lobby. A hotel lobby, and they're staying the night there. It's and crazy. Then they can hear everything the, outside. Yeah, they hear everything, and he's basically. This is basically a letter, like a story of what he's writing. It's just, it's like a common keen trope more yeah. than you realize. He just loves fri- people writing down yeah. everything. Shawshank Redemption is also all written from red it's just these guys just write writing books yeah but i mean honestly like that's that's my favorite why i love this book so much because it's it's literally left to what you want to think it's Mm. and then that's where the whole arrowhead project kind of comes into assumption because they infer it so much that you're like Mm. oh yeah it's arrowhead it has to be. It has but, to be. But we don't know. It, no. Maybe it might not have anything to do with anything. Exactly. Maybe this just happened, which is cool. And yeah. then, um, But, I mean, the soldiers killing themselves, that could have been guilt. Also, they could have just been freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, we, it, you could just fake, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you're meant to infer it is the Arrowhead Project. And most likely it is because you know, there's a whole Stephen King multiverse, and there is the darker dimension yes. where these creatures come from. But and they could have showed up. We keep inferring the soldiers. We haven't really talked about them they so there is a military base not far from the town yeah that it's speculation that they are doing something dealing it's basically some secret project almost like area 51 like nobody project yeah Yeah. it's some secret project the soldiers were from that base they're there and like we mentioned they're in the store but I love how they're just mentioned, they're just there, and then you immediately forget about them. Yeah. They disappear from the entire book up until they are found where they killed themselves in the Mm -hmm. back. So It's It's really haunting, too, because the way they described, they tied each other, they tied themselves up, helped each other, and then hung themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and that's the only times that you ever hear about the soldiers. Mm -hmm. Ever. Whereas in the movie, I know you said that you're done. They meant like they're in the whole thing. Yeah, they're free. They're, you they're, see him frequently, yeah, and, and they, it is revealed they are responsible for. Yeah, which is an adaptation decision. Yeah, you can like it or not. I do prefer where it could be the Arrow Project. Most likely, it is, but we don't really know. Yeah, I, and honestly, that's not the important thing. Is that's not David's main priority. His main priority is protecting his son, yeah. trying to get home to his wife. And um, cheating on his wife too. Yeah, <laughs> that's ooh, that's one thing that that's another thing that made me so mad. I was like, dude, you were locked up. It's been a day. It's been for one a day. day. One day. Granted, Not it, even that eighteen hours when he had the affair. At least I think she said her husband's dead. What's yeah. your excuse? Yeah, that's my, that's what made me so aggravated. You were locked up for eighteen hours, and then you go over and you cheat on your wife. You don't even know for a fact if she's dead or alive. You're just but assuming. You're, you're gone for 18 hours, not even a full day, and you cheat on your wife with some girl you just met. I mean, I guess it's better some girl that you just met than somebody you know, but still, well, 18 hours and that's it? It didn't take him much at no, all. No, <laughs> no. And then what baffles my mind is that the whole time that they're doing it, he's thinking of his wife. Granted, in his defense, this is not in his defense, really. She is also, she said she was thinking of someone else, too. So they were just, they were stressed. It's a stressful situation. I'm kidding. Uh, that was one that's like, David, man, come on, you're doing so good. But um, like, I can, I mean. like yeah. and, and like you were saying, this goes back to he was thinking of his son. But then he goes over and does this. It's like, dude, the whole book is based on him trying to provide for his son to yeah. the best of his ability. 
and then in he's an impossible just, situation. Yeah. He's like, well, hey, when you got when you gotta when you gotta do it, you gotta you gotta. I'm like, <laughs> when nature calls. I'm like, dude, seriously, you couldn't like have gone to the bathroom and done it. You're like done your own thing, but no. Like, well, honestly, thinking about it, those bathrooms are probably atrocious because maybe the water's still running. I doubt it. <laughs> and how many toilets does it have? And also, you gotta take into account. Um, real quick, uh, I wanted to go into some like hypotheticals real quick. Overall, you say you liked the book? Yes. Yeah, I had a very enjoyable story. Um, the fun thing is, um, I looked up what inspired him for him. It was a, there was a storm one day and then when he goes to take his, uh, one of his sons to the grocery store, he just had the thought of, Hey, what if, what if just, we got trapped here and there were monsters outside? And that's what I love how he's just simply inspired by the littlest things. Can I just say, yeah. reading that book and then driving home last night at two in the morning. Mm. Eerie. And Eerie. also, uh, we are in Waco. There was a dense fog advisory this exactly. morning. <laughs> Try driving home at two in the morning when it is foggy as fuck. <laughs> and then after reading this book, <laughs> yeah, no, two and two do not go in together. You know, not I know all. it's dumb, but every time. I love this man. Every time I see a mist, period, I know in my head, I'm like, nah, it's just a mist. It's natural occurrence. Every time, and I'm not even kidding, probably for the rest of my life, every time I see a mist just gonna go over the city, in my head is like, it's not real. It's not real. But like, what if a giant tentacle monster just pops out right now? You, you <laughs> what am I gonna do? You don't I'm understand. stuck at work. I'm fucked. Exactly. You don't understand. I was in my car by myself driving home and when the fog hit or the mist whatever was at three in the morning so at the witching hour <laughs> that's when the fog comes <laughs> and i was like oh hell no stephen king you messed me up i can't wait to go mourn with stuff with you real quick another my f i loved the variety of creatures we had slugs we had like these pterodactyl like bats we had spiders oh, yes we had tentacle monsters we had some giant lobster thing. We, we, we had something making elephant noises. We don't even see them, which is amazing. And then my favorite one is the behemoth. Six legs, bigger than a whale, a, a calling a whale a trout by David, which is amazing. And there's all the slugs just climbing over it, like when you see flies yeah. on elephants. And I just love the variety and the sizes of these things. Also, just how the hell do you I, – I saw that when I saw it in the movie, too. I was like, what – what the hell do you even do if you see something like that? You just wait for it to go and pray it doesn't come after you. And I'd love. Dude, so I remember writing this down because I purposely wanted to remember. I'm glad you brought that up. Because in the movie, I remembered writing down WTF. At the behemoth? Star Wars decided to bring in their giant robot <laughs> because that's what it reminded me of is one of those giant like. The AT-ATs? Yeah. yeah. And I was and I was like, what the heck? But what do you even do against that? <laughs> what I, do you do? You you can't. You can't do anything. <laughs> no, not it's fucking you. <laughs> and that's what, like, I saw the leg. I was like, okay, okay, I'm and excited. And the car is just shaking as it passes. Yeah. And they they're all just dumbfounded. And yeah, the expression. And then when they pan up to see that, I'm like, that's when I wrote that. I was like, are you kidding me? Star Wars. That's Nowhere the best you could do. <laughs> I think more Cloverfield with that, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, granted, given the end of the movie, the R I mean, a couple F-18s or, you know, jets should should take that thing out. Yeah. Probably. 
I really, I love and hate that ending so much. Dude, it <laughs> if is... If he just waited one more minute... I know, and... Oh, fuck. So, what we're referring to is in the movie... They're Spoilers. In, they run... Yes. It's not obvious at this point. Yeah, so they're in the car, they run, run out, out of gas. gas. They have a gun with four bullets left. And there's five of them. Which is, I think was why they made that change. They kept... Remember, because it's only four in the yes. story, and he has... I think he says he has four bullets. It doesn't matter, but yeah... Four yeah. bullets. He's gonna take. So, he takes everybody out. Yes. I'm assuming the horrifying thing is, you know, he probably did his son first. Because he, why would you not? Yeah, I mean, I feel like if I was in that situation, there's no way you can't start with the kid first because he's gonna wake up and then he's, he's gonna, gonna see you just shooting everybody. Yeah, and then he's gonna be begging you to not and, not do it, and so then you're gonna feel bad and not do it. But mm-hmm. then now you run into another risk of. Okay, now I have to get out of here. Yeah, and then he but gets out of the car and he's waiting. He's ready. He's like, "Let's go. Let's fucking do it." Yeah. And it's just military cars, our full army guys. Granted, this is two thousand. This they updated for like the early two thousands, so yeah. it made sense how the military probably was able to take care of these things. Maybe yeah. in the eighties they probably could too, but you know, technology is not as good. No. It, and then um, and the worst part, I think the worst part is you see um um. Uh, Carol from Walking Dead, you see her drive by in the car. Because I still call bullshit on that. I don't know how the fuck she lived. And also, how the hell did she get that far away? Where the hell are these trucks going? I don't know. I mean, if know. you really think about it, how they get here. But you know what? I think that's just it's more for the gut punch. Of course but she lived. Of course yeah. she lived. And, <laughs> and he just ends with him screaming his lungs out. Like yeah. I said, immediately after that, I know what happened. He just told the shoulders to shoot him. It's no doubt. Or it, it's mind suck. baffling. And that's the thing is that it's like such a good I, ending though. I would feel like absolute crap if I went over and had to not I don't have kids, but had to kill my kid if I had one. Mm-hmm. And then just and three other people. Because we thought you were sparing them. Yeah. A horrible acid acid eating yeah. alive death. And it's like just waited one more and minute. And then I would I I would. I would just I would take myself out immediately after. I don't think oh. I could live with the guilt. I got no. it. No. And that's rough, but it's fucked. At least the I mean, Stephen King said he likes that ending of the story better, which I get. Again, it's a great ending. Like it really it li- knocks you on your socks. Yes. I do prefer the more ho- I'm a I like hopeful endings. I like where like, hey, maybe things can get better. They probably won't, but maybe no. they could. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know how anything could get better at the end of this. No, it's probably the, gonna engulf the whole world, most likely. I at this point it almost implies that it's already at that point. Yeah, cause they're because they're trying to get to a city and it's like there's yeah. no radio anywhere. No. Love the story. Now I want to go through some hypotheticals with you. Each time I want to kind of try to see like what would we do in the situation. So we'll say it's 2023 and go through a few scenarios. Would you rather be trapped? We'll go through a list of these. Would you rather be trapped in a Walmart or a Target? You just had to go go into the store and it's just you, not your uh, not your husband. Just me by myself. Just you by yourself. You're just going to go get some like. A movie or some shit. First, we'll do Walmart or Target. Where'd you rather be trapped in? 
careful. The buying these with big stores, they have a lot more entrances and exits, and probably have a lot more people. So maybe you might have safety numbers, but also you gotta take into the demographic of who's gonna be at Target. Target more college kids, older some older people. Walmart, you're gonna have a wide variety of people. You're also gonna have some really stupid people too. I feel like I want to say Target, but you also get your stereotypical rich people vibes. Yeah, a and lot of those not, people will be there, and they, I don't think they'd be much of No, and, and they're not to be disrespectful for anybody that's in that group that does have money and shop at Target. It's just... Yeah, if you have money, enjoy it. Yeah, I would, if, I would yeah. be the same if I could. It's just people more like people our age and in their 20s, mm-hmm. like between 20 and I guess like I want to say 35, mm-hmm. really 20 to 30, they depend, especially our age, our generation, so much on mommy and daddy's money. Yeah. And so they go over and they're like, they're, they're so stupid. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry to break it to you, but there's, there's, it, it's just, they're just stupid. That's, there's no other explanation. They'd because be horrible in a crisis like yes, this. Yes, and then they're like, they oh my god. They just find the first leader. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, what do we do? What do we do? Or they, they'll walk out. And yeah. it's like, okay. World star. Yeah. Um, I would choose Walmart. One, because of the more variety in people there. It'd be bigger and more dangerous store. But Walmart has one thing Target does not have. I, uh, I was going <laughs> to give you a try to guess. Guns. Walmart has guns. Which... When fighting the monsters would be good, but if the one person who has access to those keys has an ego trip, that's a whole other issue. Because if they turn to be even worse than Miss Carmody, yeah, that's a that's a whole. Because you gotta can't just think about monsters. You gotta think about the people in there too. You're gonna have little kids. You're gonna have families. You're gonna have some ididiots, some rednecks, some exactly. I was gonna say, you know, you're gonna end up having some redneck. You'll have a lot more access to food though, and you can play video games for a bit while there's still power. But that's true. I mean. I don't know. I like. I say I want to. S- I I say I want to say Target because of the fact that it does seem a little bit more of a controlled environment. Yeah. But like you said, it's whoever's gonna be willing to be the first leader, and that's yeah. where they're gonna confide in. So if you say anything different. It's going to be bad. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Because when we're trapped in those environments like this, it becomes mob mentality very yeah. fast. And then whereas... You also got to consider, you gotta be, you're you going to be there for a while. You got to consider which would you rather sleep in. Because <laughs> that's another thing. It's crazy to think they actually had to sleep in the grocery store because they're in there so long. And it's not like an H-E-B now. It's mm. a tiny little cramped little shitty store. Yeah. So you know that's cramped and uncomfortable as hell. Yeah, which already uh, makes makes you even more irritated because he talks about how lethargic he gets because you're st- yeah. not moving around. No, and it's I mean it's basically what we think of as a gas station nowadays. Yeah, pretty much like a like, quick trip, probably. Yeah, it, it's yeah walking into a quick trip and that's what you're stuck in. I mean, it's probably and a little bigger, but I mean, it's just that that's what it feels like, and that's very much the vibes that it gives off, uh-huh. and. You know, because I've been y- in some like older HEBs. You know what it reminds me of? What? The nineteenth HEB. Oh, uh, on Nineteenth Street. I have not been to that yeah, one. Yeah, so that one's very, very tiny. Very old. It, yes, yeah. it's I remember that in Huntsville. I used to live in Huntsville. It was an old one. It was small. It was like if I got trapped there, yeah, you'd have a lot of food, but it'd be 
cramped as all hell. Dude. Like the super ones, the HB pluses now, you got a lot of space, but that's even worse being trapped in because that's just even more people. And yeah, that food would go fast. Do you, oh my God. Let me tell you, I used to work for HEB. Yeah. And I worked at the Valley Mills one, so the big one. Mm-hmm. Oof. Ooh. Talk about the amount of people. At well, any given I, moment. Yeah, any. They got I, lucky here because most people were gone, and it was only like 50, 40 when they stayed. But yeah. I think, imagine if we got, we're going to skip to HEB now because I think, yeah, you said Target, I said HEB at Walmart. But uh, if you're at HEB, say like on average, how would you say how many people are in there at, at get a given hour at the peak of the day? Oh, noon, it's four I mean, or five hundred maybe. More than that, because including I, employees. Because I know that like at Valley Mills, there was five hundred employees total. You can five hundred employees just alone. So you can say Jesus about Christ, I didn't know that. So Boy, that many can, people. Yeah, no. So you can say about half of them were there working mm-hmm. throughout the day. So about you could say at least two hundred fifty people that at are a given moment that are employees. Now that's not saying that they're all working or that they haven't just left, but you can say that there's roughly two hundred and fifty people every day working. Mm-hmm. So you're starting there. Plus, you can probably say another five hundred customers. I say so 500 is generous at a time. Yeah, yeah so uh, you're probably Especially if it's like at the beginning where the power is out and they yeah. have to do everything by cash. So do, uh, the good thing is is that HEB does have generators that run everything. Yeah, but what if they get and clogged by tentacles? Yeah, and that is that is a good point. But luckily, like because I have seen them, those at least at the Valley Mills location, mm-hmm. and if you're not where we are, we're... Yeah, you won't really know what we're talking about, yeah. but it, it, it's an H E B plus. It's a yeah. bigger H E B. Yeah, it's got um, it's got its own uh, sushi bar. It's got the deli. It's got the fish area. It's yeah. got all the fun little looks It's got its own pharmacy. It's yeah. huge. So I mean, so you would have access to everything. You yeah. have medicine, food, fresh food, mm-hmm. and but not really weapons, but also a, I mean, really big crowd. Yeah, and and I know that. If you have one religious nut in there, you're screwed. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. And I know that from experience, there have been times that when the storm, like when we had that really bad snowstorm. In 2021? Were you working at that time? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what we were doing is we'd have to take our carts and we'd put them in front of the doors, like the first set of uh, sliding doors. Mm Mm-hmm. And so on both sides, that way people were forced to walk into the sides. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of what we're doing so i mean in a sense we can bear like if you were to get stuck in that heb you could easily barricade yourself so you could barricade it but also with a lot of people yeah how many people you got how do you manage that many people dude some idiot is gonna try to go and not tell anybody and just leave the door open that i just know that would happen i mean one thing that i do appreciate about heb is that the managers actually have a key and a code and so if they wanted to shut down the store mm-hmm. and lock it and only the manager have the key and type mm-hmm. in the code so that way the alarm goes off. They could do that. They could do that. So but that's a fun fact you're that really HEB sc- does. You're really screwed if that manager's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, luckily, I know all the managers that are still there. And, and they're all nice And they're guys. all super sweet. Oh, yeah. I imagine, imagine they don't just hire any no. asshole. 
But Dude. like in a situation like this, what yeah. if they panic? You yeah, know? it's scary. I mean, and that's that's the good thing though that is that they do have that. They have the ability to shut lock and only one person have the key and the code. So we could, in theoretically, if we're trapped, if we say we're just both at H E B, just having to be there, is like four hundred other people. People run out, but around after staying, 400 people, a manager could lock and shut the doors, and we'd relatively be safe Yeah, from the mist monsters for a time at least. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really, cool. yeah. It's the Knowing my luck, I'd be at fucking like Dollar Tree or something. I mean, honestly, it's that I could see that too. Mm-hmm. And But if, if I got stuck somewhere, I'd want it to be H-E-B. Oh, yeah, because at least just the food, really, honestly. Dude, they have, it, it's insane the amount of stuff they have Mm -hmm. and then not only that but there's some coolers i'm just giving away all the secrets but Mm -hmm. it's a good thing not everybody knows what we're talking about yeah there is one cooler that actually allows you well no yeah one cooler that you could basically go into and it it's the i don't know i don't know what that was (laughs) i'm gonna wait pause for a second so i can cut this Okay, we're good. So the dairy cooler is actually the only cooler that has a door for you to put the product in, like in the back, mm-hmm. but then also where the customers can open the doors and like reach in to pull stuff out. Oh, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, so that's the only cooler in the whole store that like, is like y- that. you would not, yeah, that you would not want to, if they got into the store, that's the cooler you do not want to be in oh, yeah. because of all the doors. So hide, hide in the, like, ice cream cooler if you could. I mean, but the, the only bad thing is that, that those are those aisles are, like, near checkout. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the only other place that you could really... Hide is maybe try to get to one of the manager floors upstairs well, that, if you're lucky. That's the thing is that this store, it's only one story. Oh, yeah. It, anything one, they got lucky with the mist because they had the outside area and they had the upper manager yeah. floor, which really wouldn't have mattered. No. If, you know, if they got in, you know, you're still, they'll yeah. get to you eventually. But, you know, I have a little extra here. If it's a one-story building, you have to either try to run out or hope, like, just let other people get snacked on first as you run out. That's what you would have to do. <laughs> I don't like the, that phrasing, snacked on That's what first. they would be. You're going to get snacked on. <laughs> Because they didn't, they didn't really, f- they never finished eating people. They just kind of like cu- cut them up, which is even messed up, which is more messed up. You don't fully, they never finished their meals. It's crazy. Um, okay, now I think about, I always imagine like what happens if I get stuck at my job. I'm not going to say what I work, but if I get stuck there, it's a gated building. So maybe we'd be okay for a while. Actually, no. With these creatures, the gate wouldn't matter. Since especially since most of them fucking fly. You're screwed. The question is, what would happen if we got stuck here? That's my thing. We, because we have, we're not going to say where we are. We have the lock, but the garage isn't, it's sealed. It ain't sealed that damn well. No. The only, the only hope that we have here is luckily those double doors open inward. So, I mean, those, and then the ones right here in the control room. Yeah. So I mean, we could barricade it, but then there's also all those other entrances. Yeah, there's two guys, two entrances right here. Oh yeah. So there's let's see, one, two. Plus, also you gotta three, consider four. We could be comfy because we have the couch and stuff, but we do not have food. Exactly. We have plenty of water. Plenty of drinks. I say that. So but we'll stay hydrated if we're stocked. If Mike's generous enough to stock us, but <sighs> I think I would just assume. 
Uh, also, in this scenario, I would assume because radio was went out, our phones would be useless. Maybe we could watch downloaded Netflix stuff <laughs> for a bit. Maybe. If but we're lucky. If you're lucky. But really, all you could, internet wouldn't work. What could you do? You'd just be bored in we, here. Yeah, we have absolutely nothing here. So We, we got plenty of wires, so at least we'd have some nooses I mean, after a while. That. And, I mean, but the good thing I'm, is, like, what we're recording on isn't Wi-Fi, so we could record as many... Just talk. Just, just talk and talk in a microphone. Maybe when the apocalypse is over, maybe one day someone will find this. Yeah. Um, if I'm lucky, if I'm lucky and I got to park like right in front of the building like I did today, maybe I think I would try it. If I'm lucky, there's no spider. You know, my luck a spider spider would be hating right outside the door. As soon as I open, just spray me. That's what would happen. Aww. If I'm lucky enough to get to right to my car, I think I would have a shot. Maybe. I don't know. But knowing you, you park across the street for some reason every day. You're screwed. You're screwed. You ain't getting it. You ain't getting that. Yeah, you ain't getting no, there. I'm a gunner. See, that's the thing. If I just I, I just hop in your car with you. Yeah, if we if I managed if I was smart enough to park right in front of it. You parked right in front of the building. Maybe we'd have a chance. I don't know where we would go. Cause I'm be honest, I ain't taking you to your house. I'm going straight to my apartment to see if I could find my girlfriend. <laughs> if she's alive. <laughs> I'm going to try once. I'm going to go. Hawk, actually, no, wait. I don't know what I would do because I have to go a bit to get to my building. Because just the getting, you'd have to stay in the car, really. Exactly. <laughs> what would you do? We. This is horrible. There's no. There's really no surviving this unless no. you're trapped in a grocery store with people with food for a hot minute. Or unless, you're, unless you have a doomsday prepper basement. But we're Texas. We don't have basements. No. Not at all. That's what I was trying to think. I was like, dude, there would be, we'd be messed, we, we'd be messed up, dude. Like we, I guess just grab a, find a shotgun somewhere. It's Texas. They're lying everywhere. Just, and just take as many of them out as I can before they take me out. Go full Halo reach. I mean, that's the only thing though, is that like, that would be your only hope is that if you, you conveniently had a gun on you with multiple rounds, just wait it out, hope the army maybe, hope like the movie, the army can get a handle on this, which, you know, maybe they could, you know, if depending on where it started and how fast the the word got out to the Pentagon and stuff, maybe we'd have a chance. The hard part would be just waiting it out. But that's the thing is that. It's and if like, they can even beat these things, they probably could with firepower, but I mean. But I mean, you also have to think about that. you, Like if we got stuck here. Mm. Your body can survive roughly three weeks without food on just water. Yeah. Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta be very careful with that water. Exactly. Mm. So then you're, you know, you're dehydrating and starving yourself mm. essentially because you're limiting the water that you can drink. You can maybe have one bottle of water a day, and that's mm-hmm. it. And that's assuming we also still have power. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we lost power. Then I don't know. Say we get lucky and nothing bursts through the garage, nothing bursts through the door. I mean, to be fair, though, the door is, does have that gate thing. Yeah, it does, but it's not going to do much. No. Um. Well, if something runs into it, at least if the slugs crawled on it, we'd be fine because they didn't seem to bother anybody. They just crawled. Yeah. That's the thing. These are just animals, which is I love. Um. How long would you wait? Would you? We were stuck here. Purely for stuck here. How long would you wait before you even would you just try to end it, or would you try to go outside? How long would you wait? I don't know. It depends. Cause if you think about it, it's. I, 
I feel like I would attempt to wait a week. Give it a week until just like maybe if no one comes, then try to get to the car, I guess. Yeah. I would definitely try to wait longer than a day, day, (laughs) two days, because I was like, shit, why would you leave two days when you're in a grocery store? I understand that. Well, the problem was Carmody. Mrs. Carmody was driving people crazy. And they made the right decision because remember they were going they were going to sacrifice a little boy That's, yeah. <laughs> for no reason because just because she told him to and I did love the part where after after Ollie kills Carmody he's like you killed her he's like you were just about to murder a child That's you yeah. where do you have the gall and it's even worse in the movie where they freeze like what it's like you you threw him that soldier outside to die yeah. Yeah. And it worked. That still irritates me that she was right about that. Still irritates me. But um, I, that's one thing I'm so happy about the book because it's just a continuous like thing of proving her wrong. Mm-hmm. And then when they leave, you don't actually know what happened. So there is no justification if she's yeah. right or wrong. Yeah. And uh, you know, do you think do you think they made it? Do you think they survived in the grocery store? Do you think they at the at the federal market? I, they they. Um, in the movie, you know what? What sucks in the movie? They all lived because eventually the soldiers yeah. are gonna get to them. Yeah, unless uh, they ate each other. But fuck. I mean, in the movie, it essentially took like three days. Yeah, three four days. Yeah, and I mean, they'll get to the that f- market eventually. Though most of those people are probably still alive. Yeah, which real again I hate because they were going to murder a child. Yeah, and that's the thing is like, that's one thing I hate about the movie is that basically everybody survived and it was three days about three ish between three and four days yeah and i was like dude all the all the all all the characters we liked died and i was like seriously three four days everybody that we liked died and then all the assholes survived except carmody but even then like she was proven right yeah (laughs) i hate so um in the book i'm leaning towards they, they died. Make, oh yeah, because even if they, it's, even if ne- the creatures never got back in, they still had that hole in the glass, mm-hmm. and even then, they're they have just Carmody's body. Like they're, they're gonna go crazy again. Yeah, and I they, mean, oh, people had already dead. started killing themselves. Yeah, people. I mean, you had overdoses, suicide, like just multiple and different kinds of suicides mm-hmm. in the store already, mm-hmm. and the one person. Well, I guess two people, the two leaders, David left. Miss mm-hmm. Carmody died. Was m- gunned down, yeah. Yeah. And so you really have nobody there and to And then really that a guy, uh, Mike, or it was a Mike or Dan, one of them, he died going to the pharmacy. So yeah. at any alpha, all the alphas were gone. Yeah. It's so Now it's just a bunch it, of... It's just a free-for-all. It's a free-for-all. That's sitting there. Eventually, so someone's going to go crazy and start killing people. Yeah. Either they all kill themselves or they all yeah, try I, to run away or the creatures got in. I, yeah, I really don't There's think no good fate for those people. No. David and the... I like to think they found other survivors. I I, I like to yeah. think they found happiness and the army stopped the, the mist and everything yeah. was okay. I like to think that. I probably w- not what happened. I, I would <laughs> like to think that, but I do think that they probably found other survivors. Because they did say like that they're close to a gas station, 
if he can just manage to siphon it, mm-hmm. that's the hard part. You got to go outside to do it. Could yeah. you do that? One, I don't even know how to siphon gas out of an actual thing. I don't think they yeah. can. They even do that in these in these days. Can you still? Probably not. In 2023, it, you're stuck with what's in your tank, probably. Kind of. Yeah, I mean. Because in the 80s, it was like at that time, it was pump. You did pump the gas. Yeah, there's now it's basically these gas tanks. Like you have to take the lid off. Uh-huh. And I only know this because I used to be gas station certified. Uh-huh. So it's essentially those like giant colorful plates or lids. That's basically like the top of the tank. And oh so yeah, you can I take see that, that off. Yeah, see when they drive the trucks, drop drop yeah. a lot of stuff off. So and so, but if you can get it off, you have yeah. To if you can get it off, you have a way because if you n- notice, they actually have tubes mm-hmm. that connect to it for the gas that's in the truck to go into it. But it's also you're using the force of gravity for the gas to go in. Yeah. So you have to somehow maybe yeah. if you first off you need a tube first of all. Yeah. And hope your blowing seals are good enough to maybe re- it reach down there and maybe get some gas and then yeah. maybe get in your car. But first you have to get it open. Yeah. And who? how long would that take? What, maybe 10, 15 minutes? Unless you're really strong? Dude. Yeah, uh, it ain't happy. Yeah. You're screwed. You yeah. just can't. You, you're going to, car's going to go as long as it can. Yeah. And it did it's, say that he had, fuck. what, like 90 miles? He had like 90 miles left. He Maybe he could have tried it, but they had to get all the way to Hartford, maybe. Yeah. So, I mean... I mean, again, in the 80s, it was probably much easier. Yeah. But, uh... Who knows? I, Who I don't know. I, it sucked. There's no hope in this story. No. And but I, I love it so much. And that's the thing, is that the ending of the story, it's all speculation. And that that's the good thing. Yeah. All right. I think we've gone for a good time. Uh, longer we? than I thought we were going to go, honestly. But it's, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, Allison... Would you like to do this again? Um, duh. All right, awesome. Then I got, here's what we're going to do next. Uh, we're not always going to do only King, but uh, he's got a lot, and we're going to yeah. go through them. Uh, then our next thing is going to, we're gonna, I picked a batch of short stories we're going to cover because they're really fast and easy, and, you know, you're busy, and I'm busy, and these are easy to read. Uh, we might have a guest next week with us, oh. hopefully. Um, are you ready for the stories? Yep. I wrote them down. All right, we are going to do... Survivor type from Skeleton Crew, one of my favorites, and also one of Stephen King's top five favorites. Oh. It's amazing. Uh, have you ever read it? You ever no. heard of it? Awesome. Also, one of his few that doesn't have an adaptation because I don't know how the hell you would ad- adapt this. So I can't wait. Um, and then we're going to do from Bazaar of Bad Dreams, Morality. Oh. And then from his first collection, Night Shift, The Mangler. Going through a whole spectrum of stories. The Mangler is a creature feature. Survivor type's more of kind of like a psychological kind of thriller. Not necessarily thriller, but psychological horror. And then morality is more, I don't know necessarily psychological, but uh, it's one that makes you think, uh, at least for me. So uh, you got that written down? I'll show you how to find them later. I was going to say, you might need to text me all of that. I will text you all that, but I'm excited. We're going to try to do those next week. Um... Thanks for listening, everybody. You may now leave hell. Oh, no. Bye. Bye.